Warm intros run the world. It's how humans translate trust with each other. If you want to break into a network, get someone from that network to vouch for you and getting in is much easier. With that said, I don't know how this has happened, but in 2023, getting a warm intro has never been harder. There are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people aiming to get into very exclusive networks. And the warm intro model isn't effective anymore. There's too much noise for the signal. So if you are a professional, if you're someone that wants to expand your network, what is someone to do? Well, you could spend your time cold emailing, sending LinkedIn emails, and hoping one of 100 people replies gets you a coffee meeting that leads nowhere. Or you could do something different. And today's episode is sponsored by SeedScout, which allows you to do something different. SeedScout is a platform that allows you to request introductions to other people on the network with a click of a button. No more sending long emails, no more sending doing all this research, right? It's simple. You send an intro request. If they want to meet you, they accept, and you're instantly introduced. SeedScout is an alternative way to expand your network that gives someone more context than a cold email, but it's faster to achieve than that warm introduction. So if you are a sick of spending hours, days, weeks, months, even years trying to break into new networks and you just want to try something new, I would check out seedscout.com, S-E-E-D, scout.com. Let's get into today's episode and thanks for listening. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kund, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Alex Shapiro, who's a co-founder of CanMonkey. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Everything's great, Matt. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really honored to be here and uh, talk to you about CanMonkey. Yeah, excited to to dive in. Always always excited when I get to interview local founders, so, so, so this will be great. So for people that haven't heard of your company, they haven't heard of CanMonkey, what are you working on? What is CanMonkey? CanMonkey is a platform that has automated taking out the trash recycling cans for uh, homeowners, uh, vacation rental own, uh, managers, uh, elderly, anyone who doesn't like doing the weekly tedious task of making sure your trash recycling cans are at the curb day before pickup and then returning them once the city empties them. We take care of that for you on our platform. So is this something that anyone can use? Like I have an apartment. Can I hire you? Do you sell mainly to like organizations or to, you know, you know, I guess who do you sell to and who can actually use the service? That's a great question. So typically right now, uh, we're just in the single family residences, like single family housing um, that have the trash recycling cans that you can wheel to the street and then eat the wheel back. Uh, there are some instances that we go to where maybe they don't have uh, that, where we do have our on-demand trash removal, uh, a separate service 
where we can come and still help people with maybe bulk removal uh, or maybe like a weekly, we'll act like a city where we'll come to your property every Monday, go to your door, remove any trash that's there. Uh, so we do help with other solutions, but our bread and butter is the actual rolling the cans to the curb and rolling them back. And can you kind of walk me through, you know, let's say I'm a homeowner, um, you know, in an alternative universe right now, I'm in an apartment. Hopefully that changes soon. Um, kind of like walk me through the experience. Like I, I, I hire you and then like what happens? Like what's, what's my interaction with you or you or my trash cans from that point on? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're, like I said, we're a platform. Uh, it's technology-based. We're a logistical technology company. So you go to cammonkey.com. You put in your property information, any pertinent information that we would need to know, like where your cans are located, uh, what service days does trash go out, recycling go out. Is it in the garage? What's the garage code? Uh, do you have a dog? Like just basic information we'll ask you on the sign-up page. Uh, once you sign up, you give us a requested start date. Um, if we're already operational in your market, we're able to add your property on as soon as like the next day. So literally we asked, you know, your, your requested service date, it maybe usually typically goes out maybe a week. If you need it sooner, you can uh, customize that, but you put your start date down. And once you do that, it just goes right. Your property goes right onto our route. And on said day, like if the trash gets uh, taken or picked up by the city on Tuesday, we go out there Monday, take the cans to the curb, take a photo time stamped. Uh, for proof that it was done the following day once the city empties the can out on your street we come back return the cans back to the original location take a photo time stamped you have a client dashboard when you sign up you can see all your service history notes uh, all your service history photos if uh, you need an on-demand trash removal because maybe you had a party the night before or uh, you just need an extra pickup before the city comes that's where we can do that extra on-demand trash removal service for you uh, you can look at your billing really give you full transparency of your trash uh, and, you know, management side of uh, your cans at your property. I think this is awesome. I'm curious, you know, how'd you get into this? In other words, like what's your origin story and why are you working on can monkey? Uh, it was by accident. No, uh, you know, my, my business partner had started just for his uh, you know neighborhood, essentially. Um, he didn't like doing the service. He thought maybe some of his other neighbors wouldn't like doing it. He's thinking if he can get some properties, you know, the whole neighborhood, he can get some local kid to do it. And that was the thought process in the beginning. Uh, my background comes from title and escrow. And I was working with a lot of investors here in the Phoenix market. Uh, a lot of those were, you know, buying properties at the courtroom steps or, you know, you know, 70 cents in the dollar, uh, rehabbing them and, and turning them into long-term rentals. Around 2018, I had one of my clients that were converting them into short-term rentals, some of his long-term, and his biggest issue was trash. And so I knew my buddy had already started this company and I was like, hey, maybe there's something there and uh, partnered the two you know, people and um, they really hit it off. And so I was, you know, I invested in a cam monkey and said, hey, uh, let me, you know, throw some money in here. I'll do the sales and marketing. My business partner will just do the operations, make sure the cans get to the curb and back. And we had probably under 25 properties at this time. And uh, we just scaled it. And it was like a side hustle that turned into a startup. Uh, when a pandemic happened, I lost my, you know, W-2 job in the title, uh, title and escrow industry. And instead of going to another company and doing the same thing that I had done, I said, no, I'll just go all in on Cam Monkey, and did that in the middle of 2020. And I'm glad I did. And then now here we are, we uh, pivoted into the short-term rental, vacation rental industry. 20% uh, of our in, our whole portfolio is homeowners. So we still service the homeowners. 
but being a bootstrap company and and looking to scale and and you know go to where we're now in 18 states, 80 cities, uh, the quickest way and best way for us, the most cost effective way was targeting the short-term rental industry, going after one, maybe one person that had 20 properties instead of 20 individual people and maybe get one property. That's a great original story. Appreciate you sharing that. So, you know, as a startup founder, like you're doing a million things, there's a million jobs to do, a million hats. Um, if you were to break it down though, if you were to kind of describe your average day, what does that look like? What are you spending time on? Um, and really, how do you kind of split up time with with the rest of the team? Like, what's your focus? What's their focus? Like, how do you know what to work on? Uh, you're right. At, at one point, I was wearing like eight hats. Now I'm just wearing this one. But yeah, at one point, I was wearing eight. And the good thing about doing that uh, is that I knew every single position and what it needed. Obviously, the position that I was doing it at is a lot different than it is now, you know, because we've scaled. Uh, but still, the the gist of it is still the same. And I'm I'm really good as as a leader, is giving the you know autonomy to my teammates and you know letting them really figure it out. Uh, what helps you get you here doesn't help you get you there. And so I know that maybe necessarily I got us to a certain point that it was working, but people that I brought in after me are really carving their own lane. And so uh, I'm at a certain point where I still know what's going on. I still have my finger on the you know on the, the pulse of the company. We have a every Thursday we have a meeting. I can see everyone, what they're doing. And I'm in the office with them. So my team is really lean. Uh, currently, we're doing um, about 48,000 stops a month in all of our markets. Uh, we have over 650 active can runners, uh, over 5,500 properties on our platform. And we're doing all this with an internal team of four people. So it's not that hard to keep track of when I'm able just to go to one person and that one person's handling this department of it. And, and with me right now, I'm always been the divisionary of Cam Monkey. I'm the delusional, optimistic person that says, hey, we're going to do this. My business partner is the guy that kind of dots the I's, cross the T's, and you know, make sure that we're in the right path. But uh, we're really good at you know seeing, especially in our industry, we really create our own niche. So whenever we feel something that's not going right or whenever we hear feedback from a client, we take all that at heart and we know what we're doing um, you know, could always be better. And that's where I think that we're always evolving I, with our technology. We never started this as a technology play. Uh, we started this as just a service play. And now we're, like I said, we're a logistical technology company. And that was not the plan before. So I have a really great CTO who's built the whole application uh, from scratch. So I don't, when people ask me questions about tech, I don't know, but this is, you know, you know, Spencer does. So I've just been really good at getting the right people, having them really own their departments and me just kind of keep being the visionary. And with a job like ours, where we're doing 16 times a month on average, 12 times a month on average, we're at someone's property, taking the cans to curb and back. So I'm getting feedback constantly real time because if we're not doing something right, I, I hear it. So it's really good for us to always be on top of those, you know, those problems, quote unquote, because we're giving them solutions right away. And once we figure out a solution to a problem, we're not recreating the wheel. And if it happens again in another market, hey, do this. And so that's what's really cool is that we're just figuring out how to get these routes even more better, more optimized. And once we do it in one market, we're able to do it in all the markets. And, you know, you mentioned that that one of your roles or maybe your primary thing is keeping the vision uh, and, and you know, making that happen. I'm curious, like what, what is the vision? If you were to look out five, 10, 15 years into the future, what do you see as the end goal for Can Monkey? And you know, what direction are you rowing in every day? Uh, the end goal for Can Monkey or like the, the next, 
three, five year uh, game plan is I, I believe a hundred thousand units that could be on Kimlicky's platform, uh, individual uh, homeowners, uh, hosts and owners, Airbnbs with, that would be using our service. And I want to get to the, my, our biggest issue is that people don't know that our service exists or that this company exists. Uh, it, and then when they do hear about it, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, how lazy must you be to have someone take your trash to the curb? But it's not, then it's like a drip, you know, then you go home and then you, you know, forget the next day. And you're like, oh my gosh, maybe that. And then you realize, wait, I have a landscaper and I have a pool person. Why don't I have a, a can to curb service? And we're just so far ahead of create. We, we created this can to curb category. So we're so far ahead that we're like the first person at one point, it was weird to get in an Uber car. Uh, at one point it was weird to date online. And now people are requesting an Uber to go to a blind date. Uh, you know, and that's where I'm now going to be creating that niche with the can monkey. At one point, it's not it's going to be weird that you don't have someone taking your can to the curb. Uh, so that's where I see in five, 10 years is that can monkey is just a household name that people are using. And not just because they're lazy, but because their elderly adult parent is in New Buffalo or in Buffalo, New York, and it's snowing now and they don't want their you know parent to take the can to the curb every week. And they just want to make sure they're safe. And it's peace of mind. Like. Or, you know, they, their husband travels a lot and they have a family of, of six and the wife, you know, forgets to track. Whatever it is, it's more than just the vacation rental world. But for right now, as being a startup, we found our one thing and we found our niche and we're just taking advantage of it. And then once we get into a, a market, we're able now to open up to all the other uh, individual people who need it. And that's what we're really how we're scaling now, especially in the Phoenix market, market where we started, you know, five years ago. Uh, I'm not saying we're a household name, but there's a lot of properties that we get signed up that are from a neighbor or they're from, I heard from my whatever, you know, so it, it's getting to that point now where that word of mouth is coming up where we've been here for five years. People are talking about it now. They're seeing, you know, they're seeing the marketing, they're, they're, they're hearing it from whoever. So, you know, all these other markets that we just expanded to, they're a couple of years behind. So I just want to speed it up a little bit with those as well. Totally. And in order to make all that happen, like you only need some help, right? It takes a village to make a startup work and scale. So my question for you is, how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you hiring? Are you raising money? Are you looking for customers, partners? Like how can we assist with this, with this vision? All of the above. Uh, we're always looking for talented individuals, people uh, who are smarter than us in, in any aspect to, uh, you know, take a look at you know what's under the hood, you know, give us their two cents. Uh, from what we found, everyone really loves what we have built right now. Um, we've gotten some good feedback along the way, some people, you know, uh, people that we brought on board that, you know, came from introductions. Um, so we're always open to it. You know, we're not, you know, uh, you know, closing our books to anything. We're really, you know, trying to be better. We're really trying to. Um, you know, partner with anyone who uh, is a strategic fit. Um, you know, not all money is good money on the capital side too. So we're looking for people who, you know, maybe have some capital, but also have some good connections. Maybe some people that have done something similar in another aspect, but, you know, sees the, see the, you know, synergies and says, Hey, you know what? I have a couple of connections I could, and that's all we need. Like once again, um, people don't know that we exist. So we're just looking for people to, you know, help make sure that we keep rowing in the right direction, keeping the the good name out there that we have and, and, and keep staying consistent and persistent. And then for my last question, if someone wanted to learn more, they're listening to the podcast, they want to be a customer, they want to work with you. Uh, where can they find you? Do you have a website, social media presence, an email address? How can someone learn more? 
Hammonkey.com is uh, the easiest way to remember uh, our website and, and then find us on anything. All of our uh, social media, all of our links are on the website. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Alexander Shapiro. I'm on Instagram. Uh, please reach out. Please you know, say hi. Uh, ask any questions um, you know, from a business point of view or from just maybe a client point of view or whatever. Uh, people are usually intrigued and in, how we're doing this. And like I said, uh, I'm an open book and I'm, I'm very transparent. And like, there's a lot of people that have helped me get to this point by just sharing knowledge and not, uh, and you're the same way. You're like, Hey, I don't want, you know, I'm just here to help. And I, I really appreciate that. Cause I'm the same way. I put my first foot forward and, and just try to get a giver's gain and, and an abundance mindset. So um, I'm down to help anyone who has any questions or uh, whatever it may be. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. I really appreciate it. And best of luck of building this out. Thanks, Matt. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time.